It's crunch time. It's time for the team to figure out who's causing Boris all the worry. Can our team do it without any casualties? Let's find out. Let's say we just dive right back into it. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Them dumb rats. <laughs> Where we last left off, uh, the party had made their way away from the Wood Elf village of Madras and traveled and wound up entering the Empire of Marin. While there, they made a couple new friends, uh, staying at such places as the Tall Wife Inn and meeting the centaur Actinos in his shop, who eventually asked the party a favor of checking in on his old, um, slightly neurotic, shall we say, neighbor, uh, Boris. Upon visiting Boris, uh, party found out that, yes, he is indeed very neurotic, and he believes that there is something in his house. Uh, there was an investigation done by the party, did a bunch of looking around, searching, thank you, and, uh, nothing was found. However, uh, after coming up with a plan to kind of scope the place out, try and see what we could see, uh, and leaving Boris's house on the way out, I believe it was Theron had turned around and noticed that the windows to the attic were open, which, uh, two things. Firstly, they were not open when the party arrived. And secondly, they, uh, neuroses of Boris does not allow him to have any open doors or windows. There were multiple locks and bolts across any point of egress into and out of the house, such as windows, doors, and even uh, the basement and attic windows and doors. And that is where we picked up tonight. I believe session. we left. Uh, we, we decided to leave uh, cloak cloak. Uh, behind across the street who rolled a pretty nice stealth roll right no 12? i rolled a 12 oh, yeah. all right i mean hey you know <laughs> a total of 12. But let's let's <laughs> clarify it's a total of 12 yeah yep. so upon uh being asked to stay behind and keep an eye on boris's house cloak you kind of stare up at your cerulean friend for a second unanswering before you just okay and turn and just, just kind of walk away uh your natural stealth more often than not um at least your brain tells you after you know years of experience of being a gnome is most people just kind of overlook you because you're so short so you don't often try to be sneaky you just kind of go about your business and more often than not people don't notice you so the the three of you just see him kind of walk away uh go ahead and give me an acrobatics check we're going to open right away with a roll to see if you can get up the building uh across the street from boris's 13 13 okay um it's not as easy as you would like. The building's a little old. Um, there's a lot of footholds that you see. Uh, but there's also a lot of footholds that you are hesitant about 
because, you know, building's old. But you make it up to the roof, you know, only kind of flaking off uh, a couple pieces here and there. And uh, you just kind of sit down, settle in, and get ready for a nice, enjoyable stakeout. What are the three of you doing? I think the plan, if I recall correctly, was to uh, inform Octunos about kind of what, what we're doing, setting up a trap and asking him if he has like, uh, well, if we could bring the food. food? Yeah. Uh, and then also if he has any trap, trap-like <laughs> uh, things that we could set up. Well, right. we were going to put the alarm that Penelope can put. So, Right, but that we'll have well. to set it up first because we don't want um, Boris triggering it. Oh, yeah. That, that was going to be after. Yeah. Okay, so to Octonos we go. So you guys make your way back to Octonos. Oh, sorry, I got something in my eye. Your eyeball, huh? You guys make your way back to uh, the shop with Actinos. Uh, upon entering, you see there again this um, sort of marbled black and white horse torso or horse body with a deep, dark, um, almost onyx skinned humanoid torso and he turns and looks at you as you walk in he says my friends yes what can i do for you yes hello i, I don't really i can't i can't do that <laughs> you, you got this <laughs> leave uh, <laughs> i just default to like uh to oh, bane why well, yes hello batman <laughs> oh my fuck <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, so uh, Actunos, uh, we had just visited Boris uh, and kind of uh, saw some interesting things, but um, we were hoping that you could allow us to bring some food uh, and perhaps assist with some traps for a stakeout tonight at Boris's house. A stakeout? You actually believe there's something there? Well, uh, I noticed that the uh, attic area window opened up in between us arriving and leaving, and we did not go there. Interesting. We'd like to give it a benefit of a doubt. Oh, I see. Yes, of course. Um, yes, I can put a meal together. Uh, as far as traps, I don't have anything that would actually be considered a trap, such as, um, materials designed to encase things. I would, however, be able to loan you Things such as rope and other items that could create situations where you could attempt to restrain something, or at least nope. slow it down. 
I do love a good rope. You know, I heard tell of a of a system where you you put food under a box, and uh, you hold it with some device that gets knocked out, and 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 the box falls, uh, on the thing that you're trying to catch. Friend Theron, I, I think that works more for rabbits. Oh, oh! You you may be right, Dara. <laughs> well, we don't know. It could be a rabbit in there. Also, thank you, Shade. Holy shit! Yeah. But anything will 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 help. I'll be right back. And he turns and clops his way into the back of the shop. Uh, pokes his head out the front and he says, please rest. Uh, get comfortable. I'll be a moment. Adonis. Y yes. You've heard of the rabbit trap before, yes? Oh, yes. I've used it many times. How large of a rabbit do you think? I mean, it could be a large rabbit. Well, the thing is, it could be, but we're not sure if it is a rabbit. Fair enough. Shall we assume that it is a rabbit and set a trap for a, uh, you know, sizable rabbit? Well, I mean, rabbits are quite sly. They are. And the way their eyes just, you know, reflect those... Oof. Yeah. Are you scared of rabbits, Adonis? No, 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 not at all. Are you afraid, Adonis? Oh, they're adorable. They're delicious. How could I be scared of rabbits? <laughs> <laughs> I had imagined we're just having this conversation while we wait for him yeah. to come back. <laughs> yep. No, nope, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hold it in as much as I can over here. <laughs> And that's why we have mute buttons. Mute buttons. Um, so I guess I, I would, uh, you know, while we wait, I, I can look around. I think uh, Penelope already kind of looked around, but I, I haven't really sized up the shop yet or anything. Um, yeah, so it's it's your typical low-level RPG adventurer shop. Um, you know, there's a couple bits of low-grade weaponry, daggers, maybe, like, some short swords. Um, there's, you know, small pieces of armor. Uh, not necessarily full sets, but, like, oh, like, a, you know, some studded leather bracers or, like, a, a padded leather chest piece and things like that. And uh, there's a couple of other pieces of, uh, you know, uh, what's not pieces, uh, a couple other categories of such as food, clothing, um, tools, and just general household wares. It seems this really is like your sort of 
all-purpose store for the uh, this section of the empire. I mean, you're the more you look around, the more you see like, oh, it kind of caters to everyone except like the rich people. But there's definitely a reason why Actinos named his shop the Melting Pot. Hmm. Uh, after about. 10 15 minutes he uh comes out the back and he says all right um i've got some food on its way um it shouldn't be too much longer uh, in the meantime friends why don't you tell me about yourselves and what brought you to the empire Adventure! Well, I would be lying if I said that we weren't lost and out of our wits when we were picked up by some guards. But, uh, the establishment of trade routes is always on my mind and, and always uh, on the list of things to do. Um, but additionally, we were helping out our dear friend Adonis here with a quest. What what quest, Praeto? It seems I'll know once I meet Stylus. Like after we figure out what is uh, plaguing Boris, we might head into a deeper city, look for Stylus, and and ask him a few things. And oh, I'm gonna be honest here. This is me forgetting. Was Octonos the one who gave you the name Salos? Or yeah. yes, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that part was slightly wong, wong, wang, winged, winged, <laughs> winged, winged. So I didn't, I didn't have that part written down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I forgot that. I only took notes on what Theron knew last time, so I actually didn't write that name down. Oh no! I actually, I actually love it that you only take notes for what Theron knows. It's awesome. <laughs> Should encourage everybody else to take notes from their perspective. Uh, I am, I am, but I won't. Well, now I'm going to take <laughs> notes for everything because I, I share the the notes in the drive, so I'll, I'll take notes for everything. But... Thank nah. you, Doctor. Done. Maybe not charged to. <laughs> <It'd be nice laughs> But yeah, it was it was Adonis and I who were there, and we asked him for information, and then in return for the information, he asked us for a favor. That's what happened. Right. All right. So he kind of, you know, gives a little nod. He's like, "Yes, yes, okay, okay." Like, like he's processing everything. You know, he's he seems to be genuinely invested in what you're saying. And then uh, the smell of warm food begins to waft through all of your nostrils. And he says, oh, excuse me, clops into the back again. Hey, Cloak, let's go ahead and swap over to you with a perception roll. Oh, boy. Forty. 
So as you sit there on the roof, just kind of picking at some of the loose pieces of roof that are sticking up around you, just watching Boris's house, you're keeping your attention focused on that that attic window, the one that opened. And, you know, throughout the course of the night, you're sitting there. Your mind occasionally wanders because you're bored and you just kind of always like, no, no, focus. And you're just sitting there watching. And uh, after a good time, you're not sure how long because every second feels like an hour. Um, you do see this movement of shadow kind of quickly go from right to left in the small attic window that's open. Uh, it's a bit too quick for you to sort of process what exactly it was. You're not able to gauge any sort of sizing or shape. You just know, okay, something moved, and it's not Boris, because that man does not move that fast. Yeah. And on top of that, it's it's getting a little dark outside, so something to be able to create a shadow definitely would not be very likely. <clears throat> Are there any means of quick ways up to the attic window? Uh, means up to the attic window? Certainly. You could just climb his house. Uh, quick? No. Because you are across the street and up another building. Short of jumping off, you're not going to close that gap quickly. I didn't know if there, like, if there might have been like a small roof underneath the window that you can step out onto, or the wall was like easily climbable. Like, how fast could somebody get up and in that window? Uh, oh, in that regard, um, I'm gonna say, give me an investigation check for that. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Right? So you just kind of lean forward a little bit, you know, prop your arms up on your knees and have a nice look. Um, you yourself see plenty of ways to kind of quickly shimmy up and yeet yourself into this open window. Um, but that's because of, you know, years of living like that, years and years of having to find those things so that you could just survive basically uh because this building is kind of old and run down uh you know most of the buildings around here seem pretty old and run down there's not really anything that you see that any ordinary person would be able to use because they would think oh it's going to fall apart or it probably would actually fall apart And you said I cannot see inside at all. I always saw was the shadow, right? Right. Yeah, it's not that big. It's not that big a window, and it's across the street. So, um, I'm just gonna hold off for right now until they get back. <laughs> so you're leaning forward, kind of propped up on your knees. You see this. You scan the building real quick, and then you just go. 
I'll wait for them. And then you just kind of lean back and start picking at the roof again. <laughs> Octonos comes out of the back of the shop with a plate that's covered up, and he says this. Um, you know, since it's meant to be used for essentially bait, it's nothing extravagant. Just a small piece of bread and a little bit of flavoring to give it a scent, but it should work for what you're looking for to do. And he hands that over to Theron. He says, just make sure Boris is safe in there. Absolutely. We'll do the best we can. Shall we, uh, shall we scurry? And, and yes, after you. Boris. Thank you, Ectonus. Hey folks, sorry about this, but our audio bot seems to have lost a huge chunk of the recording here. I'll fill you in on the details, though, roughly. Cloak climbed down very carefully, as slowly as possible, from his uh, hideaway across the street from Boris's house. I think he was afraid that he was going to roll pretty poorly. So he, he took his time and, and came down without even rolling. Uh, we discussed with Boris the plan and kind of what we were doing. Uh, why we were there, and he let us in. And so uh, Theron definitely didn't say the words wink. He definitely didn't wink at a closed door. We'll just kind of, yeah, let's let's move on from here. All right, move, we're going into Boris's house. He's opening the door. Oh, winking at the door. <laughs> you hear the sound of a bunch of locks and chains undoing, and he cracks the door. Kind of pokes an eye out, looks at all of you, slams the door shut. You hear a couple more locks and chains go, and then the door opens. He goes, come in, in, quick, in. I, I rush in. <laughs> the, you guys rush with inside haste. with haste. And it's, um, you know. The same, musky, dirty, gross. <laughs> he kind of looks at what's in your hands. He's just giving it a look of like, what is that? Rabbit trap. Well, we brought we brought your food, um, and we hope that you know something will come and and try and take it later in the evening, as we discussed. Uh, but we're gonna tie them up. And, and and get rid of it with with these goods. Yes, yes, okay. Yes, get rid of it. Get rid of it. I want it gone. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, so Boris, do you have an attic? Attic. Yes. Yes, attic. Attic. Top of top of the house. Yes. Yes. Can you show me the way up there, please, or how to reach there? Yes. Yes. Uh, we must be careful not to spook it if we do want to go to it. Well, so my philosophy with doing this is that way we have an idea of where it's coming from. And if that's really its only escape route, we need to be able to block it off. Mm, that's fair. We just have to be sure not to 
you know, alert, alert it of our presence. Yes, I, I am aware. If only we had a light-footed friend. I know. Uh, could not be cloak. His feet are quite dirty. <laughs> Some call me like? a trash panda. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess right. we go up to the... the so he leads you to upstairs, and eventually he kind of reaches up and pulls down this uh, very small ladder well that leads up into... Um, no, no, no. My mistake. Wrong note. Uh, there it is. Uh, he leads you to this doorway that you guys hadn't noticed before. He opens it up, and there's a stairway inside. And he says, Attic, Attic up here. You'll find Attic up there. Be careful up there. There's a lot of... A lot more of my wife's things. A lot of her books. Yes, be careful, Cloak. <laughs> yes, Cloak, be careful. Um... I would like to stealth and start to walk up the steps. Alright, roll me a stealth. <laughs> yes! Okay. 27. 27. 19. Nah. So, you head up the stairs. Very quietly, doing the one step at a time, very lightweight movement. And it um it's a little dark. Uh with your dark vision that's not too much of a problem. But uh there just happens to be um you know, heaps and and mounds of books, dusty tomes, and uh, a lot of odd-looking uh, items. A lot of things you haven't seen before. Uh, and then beyond that, there's just crates and barrels and barrels and crates. And just it's definitely a storage, and it's been a storage for a very long time. You're thinking... Uh, Boris, you know, the more you look around, the more you think, oh, Boris probably kind of lived here for a hot minute and uh, has just been storing stuff up here over time, and now it's reached the point where he can't get anything down. Uh, give me a another perception check while you are up here. Oof. <laughs> so as you look around... You um, you kind of get distracted by all the the vast array of items and the you know the weird shapes. There's uh you know mountains of scrolls. There's a couple of things that are glowing. Uh, a couple of things that seem like they are like shimmering almost. And then there's the books. There's just mountains upon mountains of tomes, some of them dusty, some of them that feel like they have their own presence, uh, some of them that you're absolutely positive Boris has not been up here and moved to them, but they have no dust on them at all. Uh, so you kind of get distracted by what you're looking at. 
and uh, as you're looking around, uh, something does eventually catch your eye. You hear um, this like kind of sound, and it kind of makes you raise an eyebrow. You kind of start to look around, like what, what is that? And you see this movement in one of the far corners of the room. This kind of quadruped-looking figure. Uh, it's definitely bigger than you. Um, it's got lots of, you notice lots of spines and barbs running down its back. And it does have its back turned to you. And then you see it start to rotate. And even with your dark vision, you can tell, okay, this is not something I enjoy looking at. And as it turns, you see its head. And taking up about 80% of its head is this giant eye situated in the, the center of its, of its head. And it kind of looks at you and lets out this snarl. And I'm going to need you to go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. Oh. Six. Okay. So, as... This creature stares at you. You notice the top of the eye begins to bow as it gets this angry expression on its face. You are going to take 13 points of necrotic damage as your insides just... The only way you can describe it is it feels like they just begin to liquefy. It just it feels like you're rotting from the inside out as this creature just stares at you. Oh. Uh, give me another constitution saving throw to see if you maintain consciousness through taking more than 50% of your max health in a single hit. Oh, God. Constitution, you said, right? Constitution. And just in case, just in case anybody yells it in the chat, this was a rule back in three five. I poured it up because I love it. No, it's not in fifth edition. So you drop to one knee, kind of catch yourself. You vomit hard, and it's this. Even with your black and white grayscale dark vision, you can tell it's just this black disgusting substance that looks nothing like anything you've eaten ever in your life. And you've eaten some fucked up stuff. <laughs> but this just seems like sludge. The rest of you hear Cloak vomit hard. You hear the boom as he drops to a knee. Uh, the rest of you then hear Boris go, oh. uh, I rush in. Donis rushes up the stairs. Luke, are you okay? <laughs> no! Coming. 
As you rush up the stairs, Donis, there on Penelope, what do you do? Uh, I let Adonis take care of Cloak, and I look over to uh, Boris, and I try to go to him to see if he's okay. Okay. Uh, what does Adonis see? Uh, I, I rush in, too. Sorry, I didn't realize I was muted on Discord. <laughs> what, a, what a maroon. Uh, what you see as you rush in, uh, Adonis and Theron, uh, you see... Adonis, you... Do you have dark vision? I do. Okay. So yeah, the two of you, as you rush in, you see, again, just like I said to him, even with the grayscale, the black and white of your dark vision, you can tell that whatever he's just thrown up is not anything natural at all. It's... Ugh. I got nothing to say about it. Uh, does the attic, um, we call it, is it small space where I can't take my um, Albert out? Uh, you can indeed take your Albert out. And as the two of you look at Cloak and the Sludge, So I want to uh, cast light into the uh, the tip of the halberd where the blade is, and just right. start, you know, um, extending it just to, to see if I could get a clear picture of whatever's in there. So you pull the halberd out, cast light on the tip, as you kind of yeah. quickly just point it around the room to try to see what you see. You eventually see this dark brown, fleshy, barbed quadruped creature with long claws on the end of its fingers with this head that just has a monstrously large green eye in the middle of it let out a shriek in your direction and everyone's going to roll initiative okay 24. I got a nat 20. Let's go. Uh, do we have to like select ourselves or are you going to like order it? Ah, there we are. Eleven. Where is initiative? Uh, top middle. Yeah, top mid. Oh. You in your armor class and speed. Still slightly pissed that it saw me during stealth. <laughs> I mean, it's got a big old eyeball, right? Dude, that bitch hurt! I'm almost dead! Oh, God, I got an initiative 19. Nice. Nice. All right. Cloak, you're up first. So I'm still stealth, right? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Even it's if somehow this creature tall, could yeah. not see you, you vomited <laughs> quite loudly. Oh. Uh, to move my character. Now! Oh god, everything went away. Um. I'm gonna go run and hide behind the barrel. Okay. Should I move myself or? Yep, move yourself. 
So that's 15. Yeah, just going to... 15 feet of movement, so you got 10 feet left. But yeah, you just quickly run behind the barrel and just... Oh, oh, but... Gather my bearings. Okay. Uh, anything else, or is that it for you? That's going to be it for me. All right. Uh, Penelope, you're up next, but you're not really involved in anything right now. So unless you decide to go upstairs, there's really nothing for you at the moment. Well, since I went to check on Warriors to his sort of reaction, do I... Like, does he say anything once I approach him, or...? No, he's just kind of curled up, like, uh... Wait, that's Boris is curled up? Yes. Oh, God. Because he had a reaction as soon as... Uh, as soon as Cloak threw there. up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, good. Um... I... I think I'll say for one turn. For right. now, with Boris. And that leads us to Adonis. All right, I will move right here. Um, that will end my action. And before I do that, I will scream or yell, Penelope! All right, and that explains why you're taking a round. Uh, next is Theron. Uh, do I know this this creature is here? Like, am I pretty aware? Oh, yeah. It, it shrieked when uh, Adonis cast light. So all of you know it's there. You know there's something up there. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Let me, let me think for just a second here. Uh, okay. I am going to... <sighs> uh, goodness. Okay, I'm going to run up uh, in front of, well, I, hold on. What is it, five five per square on this map? Uh, five per square if you're running a cardinal direction. If you're going, like, northeast, southeast sort of deal, it's every other square is 10 feet. Yeah, I mean, so I can do something like, oh, is it not leaving it on there? So I can go here, and then I can go 15 more. Uh, no. Assuming so, you can see that. So roll 20 just does every square is 5 feet. So going at an angle like that, you can move two squares. The first square is 5 feet. The second square is 10 feet. And so that'll put you at 15. Oh, okay. So roll 20 is telling you you can do that, but roll 20 doesn't factor in you know angles so sure. that's five that's 15 and then you could go 15 that direction if you wanted okay yeah I'll, I'll do that that sounds good okay uh and i guess i just uh, uh you know get, get myself all all piped up <laughs> mentally <laughs> all right next is this creature so it's going to 5 15 20 charge all fours just kind of gallop in theron's direction and as it runs up to you it 
kind of rears back on its two hind legs, raises one big massive claw over its head, brings it down in your direction. Uh, and it's rolled a 23 to hit. Mm, it, it hits pretty hard, yeah. That, that's <laughs> certainly going to hit. Ooh. Uh, so as it rakes this claw down your neck and down into your chest, you can feel your skin breaking under your armor uh, as you take nine points of slashing damage. These okay. things, these things are sharp. You're, you can already tell you're going to bruise. You may even be bleeding under that armor. It definitely stopped it from probably outright killing you, but it fucking hurt. Uh, and that was just straight damage. It wasn't like elemental or anything, right? Correct. Just slashing cool. damage. Fun. <laughs> and that brings us back to the top of the round with Cloak. Oh. Uh. Well, I gonna take both daggers in hand i'm gonna try to run up behind it i believe is that uh so you would be able to i move 25 you could get next to it but not behind it So you're saying like right there? Yes. Um, this was supposed to be battle music. What the hell is this? <laughs> it's like tavern stuff. music. <laughs> the perfect stuff. It's a very relaxed um fight. All right, hang on. I continue. I mean, just hang on with regards to the music. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna stay behind the barrel for right now wait until Adonis gets closer is the music coming through? it's very quiet uh, yeah, yeah, I don't hear it currently, but... Oh, I do hear it. Yep, it's very quiet. Yeah. Well, remember, you guys can adjust the volume of the bot for yourselves individually, yeah. so... Mm -hmm. Should we... Uh, okay, so... Um, are you just kind of forfeiting your turn, then, or...? Uh... <laughs> With cunning action, this is, well, it says you could take a dash or disengage or hide. As a bonus action. As a bonus action, so. Yeah, typically those three things are full actions, but because you have cunning action, you could dash as a bonus action. So like I can run and like dash behind it theoretically then, right? You could make it behind it with cunning action, absolutely. Okay, um, I'm going to do that then. I'll use the cunning action and get behind him. All right. 
So as this thing rakes, rakes yeah. there on across the chest, you kind of just stand up and oh, let out one last quick burp as your muscles kind of settle back into their groove of like, okay, yeah, we're still alive. Whatever the hell that thing it was, it sucked, but let's move on. Uh, Theron, as you're kind of reeling, just like, oh, that wasn't pleasant. You hear this <laughs> as, Theron, as Cloak just kind of skitters by. You, uh, Cloak, you skid to a halt behind the thing. It doesn't seem to have reacted to your presence because it's still just kind of roaring in Theron's face after raking him down the chest. What would you like to do? Is it still my turn or is it Adonis? It is still your turn. The only thing you've done is movement and bonus action. Okay, you still uh, have an action. I like to attack it with the da with the dagger. All right. So because you've used your bonus action, you don't get an offhand attack. So this is just a single dagger. But go ahead and roll your attack for a dagger. Uh, where? Which one do I roll for that? Do I just click on dagger? Yeah, just click on dagger. Seventeen will certainly hit. So in the chat box where it says dagger plus six, click on it there and it'll roll the damage for you. Five. <laughs> Not bad. And it's tough. So five damage. Yeah. Uh, that's minimal damage on the dice, but you got a decent modifier. Now do me a favor and go ahead and click on sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Three. Three. So that's a total of eight damage as you get behind this creature. And your muscles are still kind of a little wobbly. Your stomach is still like, hey, I'm not done here. So you're only able to quickly just jam a dagger down into its uh, calf muscle. But uh, you feel it was a pretty solid hit. You know, you're, you're a gnome. Your daggers aren't that big. But still, you feel a muscle fiber or two kind of snap as the dagger just pierces right through the flesh. As you rip it out, this thing lets out a, a little quick yelp of pain. Penelope. Yes, uh, I so, got called up by Adonis, <laughs> so I you got up. called up by Adonis. So uh, we will say the previous round was you using your movement to get up the stairs. So you begin your turn right there. Uh, Actually, all where could I potentially move? All of this can go away. Uh, where you can move? Anywhere that's within. Well, how far? I guess would it be uh, like over here? I guess. Well, every square is five feet, and you're a wood elf, so you get an extra five. So you've got thirty-five feet of movement. I mean, where you want to move is up to you. You could go one, two. One, so two, like three, one. four, five, six, seven. You could you can make it to Adonis. Okay. You're oh. you're a wood elf. You're oh, fucking quick. So up to there. Oops. Oh, you get right next to him. Thirty-five feet from where you started, you can just next to him. Cool. Yeah, you get right next to him. Right. Like that. Oh, my bad. <laughs> So there's your movement. You still have an action and a bonus action. Okay. 
Um. Oh, if I see the threat, I want to cast magic missile. Missile. All right. So go ahead and go to your spell sheet. Click on magic missile. It should automatically roll the damage. Okay, hang on. We need to look at your sheet because something is messed up with Magic Missile. Level 1 Magic Missile is 3d4 plus 3 for damage because it's 3 darts. Okay. Uh, okay. There we go. So uh, we must have plugged it in wrong. Hmm. No fun. Okay, so go ahead and uh, click on it again. And then tick down your spell slots to show that you have two spell slots remaining. Oh, okay. That sounds more like Magic Missile right there. <laughs> What's the spell slots? Was it in the same page? Oops, yeah, same page. It should say three slots total, three slots remaining, and then uh, you get a little ticker. Oh, gotcha. Down to two slots it. remaining. Down to two. Got it. So Adonis, you call for Penelope. She comes and runs up behind you. Before you even have time to explain what exactly is going on, she looks over, sees Theron doubled over, sees Cloak behind the thing, sees the puddle of sludge, sees everything. She pulls her book out pulls three blue orbs from the page and just throws her hand forward. These three blue bolts, just all three arc out over all of you, slamming into this creature with three resounding thuds that echo off the walls. And uh, it's very upset. It did not like that in the slightest. Uh, any bonus actions you would like to take? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> could I cast Ray of Frost as my bonus action? And no, Ray of Frost is a full action, unfortunately. Okay, it's a full action. Got it. Um, I will. Shit, I don't. I'm not sure what could cast as a bonus action. Not gonna lie. I'll probably just leave it as that. All right. So that brings us next to Adonis. All right. Um, I look at Penelope and just tell her, like, impressive. <laughs> I stay clear from his vision. And then I move over to right here, and he has considered us pinned, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Not, he's definitely, not pinned, but, he's definitely um, being flanked. Yeah, yeah and then flying. behind him is, uh, what, like, barrels? Yep. All right, so does it mean I have advantage on my attack? I'm going to say yes. All righty. And is he medium? Is he medium? Yes. He All is right. roughly your size. Perfect. And then I use my uh, brutal striking. So... 18 to hit. Uh, what does your brutal striking do? 
think. Uh, target is medium or smaller. It must make a save strength saving throw. EC is equals to 10 or 5 plus the damage I dealt to the creature. Let's say just throw that or put it in chat so we can all see it too. Yeah. Might be a little uh, bit easier. Uh, there you go. Melee weapon wielding two hands. Drive it back. Uh, well, I mean, he's got stuff behind him. Let's see what your damage is first, because that certainly hits. Cool. Oh, thirteen. That's, that's that's max. Not quite, that's, but it's uh, close. Yeah. You could have rolled a ten instead of a nine. No, right? Eight. All right, so let's see his save. He does not save. Yes. Okay. Pushed five feet away from you, but he can't be pushed five feet because he's got stuff behind him. So we'll do this. Roll me a strength check. Not a save, just a check. Oh, wait, so an advantage. That's fine. The 13 was the first roll anyway, so we're going to go for that. Uh, the 13, uh, you beat the save. Okay, so you hit with the brutal striking. You you run up and just baseball swing in your halberd, slamming this axe right into its chest as it tur uh, turns to look at you. And uh, as you slam it back into the barrels it lets out this shriek this liquid begins bubbling out of its mouth and this ichor begins seeping out of its wound over your axe and as it tries to kind of push your axe back you know you're trying to drive it back away from you but it's got pretty solid mass behind it of those barrels those big barrels so you instead just kind of pin it against the barrels and instead of withdrawing your halberd and your axe, you're just holding it in there, not letting this creature have a chance to move. So you essentially have it pinned and restrained against the barrels. Nice. Uh, does that mean that if I want to leave, it can't take an attack of opportunity on me? Um... Since you know like what? Hidden. We're gonna we're gonna say yes. Okay. Cool. Good to know. Glad you asked us if I need that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I'm 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 hurting. Um <laughs> Yeah, you're about the close I think I'm closer, but still. Yeah. Uh so what else you got, Adonis? Is that all you can do? Unless um, you have any bonus action. It? I actually want to oh. use my action surge. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, yes. So oh. Uh, go ahead and drop that in chat. Um, I believe it's in one of your resource boxes on the side. Mark that down. And there's your action surge. So you have another action. Let's go. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just swing that um halberd again and right. he's, he's still, still uh advantage right 
you will still have advantage because he is flanked. Uh, he will lose the restrain status, though, because in order to attack him to again, you kind of need to pull the halberd back. Okay. Hey, double 14. Ooh. Okay, yeah, that certainly hits. That's hey. awesome to see a double number. Yeah. Uh. Okay, okay. So this creature's fighting you, trying to push the, the, the axe head that it's got embedded in its chest away. You eventually give it what it wants. You rip the axe head out. As you do, there's this loud splash of its blood as it just spews across the floor and kind of splatters the three of your boots, gentlemen. Uh, before this thing has a chance to react, though, Adonis, you baseball swing right back in with that halberd embedding the axe right in the same spot, driving it even deeper in. You've got about... I mean, it's a halberd, so the axe head is pretty substantially sized. You've got about maybe half of it embedded into this creature's torso right now. Nice. It, And there is just a free-flowing fountain of just this dark crimson ichor just flowing right over your axe. This creature's mouth is just pooling blood now as it shrieks at you in pain and defiance some flecks of blood fly out onto your uh your clothing and your mask you just kind of still hold it there you don't necessarily have it pinned anymore but you've still got that axe just embedded you're trying to make sure it's hurting uh theron you are okay next. uh we get advantage right because he's flanked yes you do all right, I'm going to cast a little spell rooney, a little uh, little cantrip action here uh, called Booming Blade. Uh, and I will post that in the chat there. Um, oh, I probably could have done... Make a melee uh, attack with it. I get just one creature within five feet. There. Same thing. Um, yeah, so I uh, will brandish my weapon used in the spell's casting. So I'm going to cast it on my spear. Uh, and I make a melee attack with it against one creature within five feet of me. Yep. And on the hit, the target suffers the weapon attacks normal effects and then becomes sheathed in booming energy until the start of the next turn. If the target willingly moves five or more feet before then, it takes 1d8 thunder damage and the spell ends. All right. So I get to so make a, a roll to hit. Yeah. one <laughs> yeah right uh oh, nat 20. 20 let's go natural 20 the first one of today Woo! yay <laughs> so you want me to go ahead and roll the damage or click to roll the damage how do you want to do this oh man i think i'm frustrated i think theron is just like angry right so i i think he's gonna rear back this hulking man this this cakey dude right <laughs> and you just i mean he's pretty tall he's raising this spear way above his head and he just slams it straight down on its head on the head aiming for anything in particular or uh that big old eyeball that big old eyeball all right uh <sighs> yeah you don't need to roll your damage because your strength modifier alone is enough to kill it. 
Well, that's the damage that I did. Oh, four. Yeah. And then plus three. Let's go. All right. Um, how, uh, how much overkill is that? <laughs> so, Theron, as you know, this creature roars in defiance and splatters Adonis with blood from its mouth, and it's got the blood pooling over his halberd. You know, you're in pain, your friend's in pain. Uh, this thing has been torturing. It's nice, if a little weird, old man. And you're just like, fuck everything about this creature. So you raise that spear over your head. And as you kind of hold it, you could feel your muscles just tensing and rippling all the way down your arms. Adonis being right next to Theron, you can actually feel some heat begin to radiate off of him as he unintentionally begins to tap into his bloodline. Uh, too much cake. <laughs> you bring the spear down, and I mean, this spear is, what, maybe like a good two, three feet long? Uh, you know, in total length? You sink a good foot of it down through that eye. There's this loud hissing screeching searing noise as the muscle of the eye and all the muscles inside just are basically liquefying and boiling the creature begins to convulse and just kind of spasm adonis you pull your halberd back as theron just pushes the spear into its eye and um you can see as you kind of take a step back, you look over at Theron, his eyes, which are typically just, you know, a slate gray color. You can see these colors of yellow and orange, almost as if flames are just rising through his eye. And uh, after a couple seconds of this creature just convulsing and screaming and the, the, the squelching and searing of the eyeball, the booming blade eventually kicks in and the eyeball of this creature explodes outward from inside, expelling your spear out. And it just kind of drops to its knees and then just plops down, laying at your feet, dead, kind of boiling, sizzling, some steam rising off of the cavern that was once its eye socket. And just blood slowly pooling out from all of its wounds i like to think that the you know he was like hammering this spear in and then like when it exploded outward he wasn't holding on to it so the spear like flew away but uh your boy has returning weapon on the spear and so he just holds his hand out and it just comes right back in his hand immediately yep so it expels itself out, just sticks right into the ceiling. And Theron kind of just slowly holds a hand out over his shoulder. And as you can, uh, Adonis and Cloak, you see that little fiery thing in his eyes sort of withdraw. And he kind of goes back to normal. He goes, and the spear just. He dirtied my boots. Uh, I run towards Penelope and just ask her if, Penelope, are you okay? Are you hurt anywhere? After I, Even though I see Theron right there. Hey, look, my boots are clean now. 
I'm okay. Thank you. Okay. Are you okay? Good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Uh, Theron, Cloak, you, you guys all right? I've been better, but I will live. I think I puked out my guts, to be honest. That, whew. My that, <laughs> that creature, uh, that creature, Cloak, forced on you what essentially equates to real-world rhabdomyolysis, <laughs> which is not a fun experience. Yeah, uh, we even know what that is. <laughs> basically means your muscles are dying and liquefying, and you're puking them out. Oh, <laughs> <Yay>. oh wonderful. <laughs> That is gross. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna search the body <laughs> if there's anything there. Well, I was gonna ask Theron, like, as a tradesman, do, do you know which parts of this creature are um good for a harvest? Worth well, anything? I, I I'm unsure, but I'm gonna take a peek and see if I even know what the hell this thing is. All right, roll me. What is nature? Is nature wisdom or intelligence-based? Intelligence. Okay. Uh, Theron, are you proficient in... Oh, it's intelligence-based? Roll me nature. Okay. Uh, that's a 12. It's... Um... It's gross. It dirtied your boots, uh, but it's not natural. So, can I also take a neck at it? Sure. Uh, you said to roll nature, right, to know what it is. Nature. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. That's, That's a creature. Serious? Do you guys know what this is? Uh, it doesn't seem natural. I can tell not you natural. that. And hey, it's gross. Can't roll for nature as well. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're all trying to figure out what this thing is. You can certainly try. <laughs> all right. Please, nature. If he fails, I'll, I'll give a crack at it. Oh. <laughs> so far, the 12 is it's the ten. <laughs> medium. I, I'm going to try. I got to. Oh, 14. 14. Okay. 14. Wow. <laughs> Four of you are just standing over this thing's <laughs> slightly smoldering corpse. Like, do you know what it is? No. Is Do you know what it is? No. Do you know what it is? No. Do you Someone know what it is? assisted somebody for... <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we bring it to um, maybe the guild house or someone who knows what this might be? Uh, I mean, I have rope. We can tie this thing up and... and... Bring it along. I suppose it's worth asking around. We, we may as well. Uh, we need to check on Boris. He seemed to hit the floor pretty quick. Maybe Boris will know what it is. Uh, could I cast for just uh, digitation on them to clean up the blood? Yes. Okay. Ah, thank you. Thank you. It's Penelope just kind of quickly waves a hand at the three of you and cleans you all up. But I like being dirty. <laughs> it's your first pass. There you go. <laughs> I thought you clicked. I thought you did it the first time we met too. No, I remember the first time I missed. I I just kind of did it on Theron because he was the only one that was like drunk enough to throw up on himself. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. 
The good days. Sidetracked. <laughs> so to Boris then, right? Yeah, but... let's check on Boris. Uh, we'll time up. I'll time up. Whatever. Uh, I want to also head down. All right. So three, three of you head downstairs while Theron just kind of ties the corpse of this thing up. Check on Boris. He's um, he's okay. He's just kind of sitting against the wall, like oh. Um, it seems that you know, even though he never really, never really saw the thing, or uh, never gave you guys an indication that he knew what it was. It was just sort of this like maybe visceral reaction that his body just understood like it's there. Hmm. He he seems to be a bit calmer now. He's kind of like, what happened? What what, what happened? Did you, did you, did you set up the, 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 the the things in the attic? Are they, are they? We found a big rabbit. An ugly, gross rabbit. Uh, Probably uh, making it downstairs by about now. Making it downstairs, just kind of shaking your hands off because they got a little bloody from touching the creature. Mm -hmm. Do you have any pets, Boris, by any chance? No, no, no pet, no. Just, Just me. Just me. Well, I brought the mesh down. I, I would assume he's kind of like carrying it over his shoulder, perhaps. You know, kind of like. What's your and... What's your strength score? Uh, it is seventeen plus three. Yeah. So you just kind of got it over both shoulders, kind of behind your neck, like, oh, I've got the mesh. <laughs> <laughs> You've kind of taken some you know scrap cloth from your your big bag and just kind of stuffed it in so it wouldn't bleed all over you yeah wrap them up a little bit yeah um we should probably bring this maybe to the gods maybe Octonos would know something he seems to be a man of the world we could try Octonos maybe Doris and his wife might know something too. Yes, perhaps. Yeah, Let's go start with Octano. Uh, Boris, you mean? Well, Boris's wife is not here. Well, no. Dor- Dorgus. Dorgus. Oh, Dorgus. That, yes. That, 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 that was it? Hmm. It seems to be the case. It was all that was up there. Well, I guess I didn't investigate up there. I could go and poke around some more. He kind of stares at it for a second. He goes, no, no, it's gone. It's gone. I'm, 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 I'm free. I'm free. I'm safe. Oh, it's, it's gone. I'm a, I must, I must, I must, I must thank you. I must thank you. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait here, wait here. You know, for an old man, he kind of scurries upstairs as quick as he can. You hear a lot of uh, 
Excuse me. You hear a lot of clattering. A lot of wood being shifted around. He eventually comes down with a small bag. And he uh, kind of thrusts it into uh, Penelope's hands. He's like, here, here. Take, 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 take this. These, these, these were my wife's, but... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's so generous. Uh, don't, don't forget the locker attic window next time. Make sure nothing else gets in up in there. Yes. Yes. Lock, lock it. I'll lock it. I'll lock it. Get some rest. Boy. At this point, you hear some thunders booming from downstairs. It sounds like somebody pounding on the door. Mm. I guess I, I'll uh, I'll walk down with this thing around my shoulders. Shall we uh, go investigate the who's at the door? <laughs> nah, I'm on my way. All right, let's follow, follow Theron. Uh, we should probably hide that just in case, though. Nah, that's like a trophy. <laughs> okay. Uh, can I leave like the bread that we originally had brought to as bait? I'd, like, just leave it in the table for him. Yeah, yeah. As you guys head downstairs, you place down the bread. And you're like, ah, we don't, we don't need this. Uh, who opens the door? Theron, I'm guessing. Uh, sure. So Theron, you open the door, and uh, waiting for you outside is about seven or eight. Uh, city guards. Oh, hello, sirs. <laughs> okay. They... I just was cleaning up a mess that someone was uh, using to uh, attack our dear friend Boris here. What are you here for? Sir, he I'm going to need... He says it with such a clean, like, straight face. Sir, I'm going to need you to step outside and surrender your weapons. I don't know about that one. You are number one on the suspect list. <laughs> Closes the door and locks it. <laughs> All the locks. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. And I turn to the party. They want us to come outside and <laughs> surrender our weapons. Well, I say it loud vote. enough. I say it loud enough for the guards to hear outside. Let's take a vote. Um, I say no. <laughs> oh. I start walking up to the attic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. I'm just following Theron. Like, Theron, what are you planning to do? Um, what are we doing? <laughs> well, I want to at least look out the window and kind of see if, you know, maybe if the rabbit got in one way, there must be an out. <laughs> there is, but I can't say it will be the safest for all of us. All right. Uh, well, I can also get an idea of how many guards are out there from the window. There you go. There's uh, more pounding on the door. The one second. <laughs> I, I take a peek out uh, through the attic window and be like, why do you want us to surrender weapons? <laughs> You take a peek out, you see, again, about seven or eight guards. And as you ask that question, some of them are looking up at you. 
you see the front door open. Oh no! <laughs> Why? <laughs> and the guard Theron that spoke to you is now speaking to Boris. And after a couple of seconds, you see the guards start to kind of file their way inside. Have they all gotten inside yet? <laughs> they're they're moving pretty quick. Are all of us up here? Yes, you are. Yes. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's, <laughs> all right. Like we either surrender to them or jump off this uh, little window right here and before, I don't know. before they get to us. <laughs> I cast a spell. Uh, I cast Featherfall on all of us. It's time to jump. <laughs> and then I grab Penelope. <laughs> We're like, tight. Wait. Um. No time to think, Cloak. I cast it on the, the whole party and the body go that I'm the carrying. Just go with the flow. <laughs> We need to run to Arctnos now, or the inn, one of the two, whichever one is closer. Let us go. Let us jump and run now. Never mind. I can't cast mine far enough. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to cast mine an illusion downstairs in his, his wife's room, but that's too far away. Do we close the door to the attic before we... <laughs> uh, I did not hear anybody say that they did. All right. Can I push some barrels down the step? <laughs> Don't hurt them. These are big barrels. You could fit, <laughs> Cloak. You could fit three of you in one of these barrels. All right, we're already moving. I, like I already jumped out the window. I grabbed the little So like, like if go. they're wasting time, I'm ahead of them, and they're getting caught first. I'm just throwing, <laughs> throwing that out there. I'm gonna start climbing down the wall then. Well, you're feather falling. You feather fall. Yeah. Jump. I said he doesn't jump. know that. Yeah, I said jump. Said, you just said jump. If. Hey, if he doesn't trust well, me, that's on him. I, I did the investigation before. I, I was able to investigate the wall of how to climb it. Athletics, cloak. Okay. The other three of you jump out the window. Penelope, you're kind of... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You should have jumped. Got a six for athletics. You got, oh, no. got a six for athletics. So you kind of throw yourself out the window, go down a couple steps, and then because you're not really focusing on it, as you turn around and see them kind of floating, you're like, what? And then you slip and begin to fall, and you're just like, ah! Oh. <laughs> so that's the three of you are slowly floating down. I'm floating out down on my back. I will say it is not particularly slow. It is 60 feet per round until the spell ends. So that's 60 feet per minute, right? Around is a minute. Nope. Around is six seconds. You're falling 10 feet a second. Yeah. So it ain't slow. <laughs> we, we hit the ground in three seconds. If it's a three story building. Oh God, that's going to hurt. <laughs> I mean, supposedly it is a safe speed. It takes it is, no fall damage. And it is a safe it. speed. Yeah. It, it, in the spell itself, it says you take no fall damage. Take no fall damage. Yeah. So uh, you guys hit the ground. And as you do, you hear my friends. And you see Actinos clopping on up to you. Actinos, the gods are after us. We need to run. What the gods and are don't know why. why are the I, gods after you? I, I killed. We've why. killed this thing on my back in the attic. I'm like 
moving as I'm t- saying this, we are like walking towards <laughs> in the vicinity of his shop, like towards his shop. Uh, uh, I, we killed this thing. It is not natural. It is on my back. It is disgusting. And the gods are after us. Make a persuasion check because he's not moving. <laughs> he's very confused. <laughs> Uh, that's oh, a twenty-one. Thank God. <laughs> God, let's go. I am extremely convinced. He is. I mean, you're seeing a big dude freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you're just like saying all this and pointing as you go, and he's not really moving, and you're like, uh, rah, rah, rah. and then you point at him, and then you point in the direction of his shop, and he just begins walking without even really realizing it. It's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> what what is this thing on your back what what, what? I, it has a very large eye it is of medium stature and it has blood that stinks and is icar this is not, not icarish been... the thing the person but icarish not licorice <laughs> <laughs> this has been plaguing boris this is the thing that has been plaguing boris do you think you could tell anything about it for us? I, I've but later. never, never seen anything like this. Actinos, hide us. What? Why would I hide you? Why are the gods after you? I have no idea. They wanted to take our weapons. No, no one does that. And how did they know we were there? That is what I am concerned about. My friends, I was coming to check on everything and I could hear noises from around the corner of the street. I'm sure somebody heard something and called for gods but it was screaming. Um, well, you know, the gods checked on him earlier. They are a prime suspect. I'm not comfortable with them currently. So, But why Halberd stays with all right. I mean, if he's not helping us, I'm walking to the inn. Like, I'm pretty sure they were in the same direction. That was like part of it anyway. Like, I'm not stopping. Theron, Theron does not stop. <laughs> I mean, you don't really know what he's doing. He's as confused as you are as to what this thing is. He's just kind of like, what? Look, if you're not going to hide us, then you can come with us to the inn where where we have gainful fully paid for rooms. As you finish saying that, you kind of look over and you realize you've walked all the way to a shop. And you're just kind of like, oh. <laughs> I, 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 yes, we, we can go inside. I just, I don't understand what is going on at this moment. We'll explain later. I wish now. I did. I wish I knew. Yeah. I, I'm just very unhappy. could say I'm dissatisfied with the service of the town's guards. I'll file my complaint later. How would you rate them? Easily one out of ten. Currently. I've been attacked. <laughs> Maybe we could set this down and do some investigation more on this creature. So learn some more. Shop. You guys step inside the shop. Theron, you kind of plop the thing onto the floor. With, with this nasty, like, 
as it hits the ground. And Octano's staring down at it like, what? What is this? Um, sit, sit down, rest. And he kind of looks at you and even with prestidigitation having cleaned you up earlier, you now have blood sort of seeping through your shirt and the the top of your pants there on as, you know, this thing raked down your chest and you've kind of still been bleeding a little bit. Yeah, I have not healed myself. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Sit. I'm, I'll go get something to clean that. So this creature has spines at the back? Yes, let me... It's got the nasty on its back, that's for sure. Because <laughs> I was going to try and, you know, I got loosen up one of the spines and just yank it out and then, I don't know, keep it for later. Let's do... Keep it for... Excuse me? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, that is what it has looked like. I posted it in the Discord for the four of you to see. Uh, okay. Uh, no I can bigger than me. Well, I mean, it is a creepy, spiky creature with a big old eye and mouth and fangs. All right, there we go. <laughs> Ah, it's definitely bigger think, than me. Think of ripped golem <laughs> with one eye. Uh -oh. Perfect. Wait, it is a shredded uh... golem with one eye. <laughs> Smeagol. Smeagol oh yeah, golem. I tried to take one of its uh, spikes delicately. Delicately. Okay, roll a dexterity check. <laughs> Where is that? Uh, do I just roll uh, a dex? Yeah. So you grab one of the, the spikes, one of the barbs sticking off its back and try to get it off. This thing is... Um, it's stuck fast. After a couple minutes of fucking with it, you come to the conclusion that it's like part of this thing's skin. Like, nah, it can stay there. You know? Yeah, you're, you're not getting that. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't need it anyway. Can I try to ch cut off one of its or its claws? You can certainly try. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna carve off its claws. Do you have anything to uh, carve it with? I got daggers. Would you prefer a hand axe? <laughs> I'll just use a dagger. Okay. So you take a dagger and just. Start sawing away at one of its claws. It's, um... You're gonna be there a while. Okay. Um, we have Just keep no myself way occupied. Of, we, we have <laughs> no way of reaching out to the, uh... To Dorgus, right? No. And how far away is the inn from here? Bit of a walk. A stone's hmm. throw away. Stone's throw. Is that, is that what you're going with? Stones there. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, does it seem... I mean, its blood is not like actively causing damage. You said it was like steaming or something earlier, right? Like it was... Yeah, because of know. you. Oh. Good, good, good. Um, can I... 
can I try and perceive what uh, what Octinos is doing, even though he's in a different room? Uh, you you hear a uh, little bit of like slushing water. You think he's trying to get something to just clean you up? Okay. Hmm. I I can't help but wonder what that thing was doing above our dear friend Boris's house and why it wasn't hurting him, but it hurt Cloak. It did seem like they had a connection. Because as soon as the monster was dead, he felt some kind of relief. I mean, it was pretty disgusting. It almost seems like a nightmare. Like, a monster created just from nightmares. If it somehow... If from what you guys are saying, it sounds like it was linked to him. If that, that might be the case. That is true. Or maybe this creature is, um, you know, uh, it manifested from maybe a regret, him losing his wife. Hmm. Now that is an option that I uh, that I can can agree with. However, I'm just unsure of maybe it maybe it is direct more directly related to his wife than we think. You are you saying that this could have been? Well, I'm no biologist, but. I'm just a cerulean tiefling. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can I see if this thing is at like this magical point, in nature or something? Like, I don't know. At this point, Octanos comes back with a small bowl in one hand and a damp rag in another. He hands them both over to you, Theron. He says, um, here, just try to Clean yourself. Stop the bleeding. I go at it. Kind of pull the shirt, shove that rag up there, and oh, mm -hmm. that cold cold water. Oh, it feels good. Get that all up in there. <laughs> uh, so you guys are sitting there for a moment. Go ahead and... Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to go ahead and say that because the four of you have already made... Attempted investigations. Well, to see if it's magical. Uh, okay, I will let Theron and only Theron go ahead and roll an Arcana, just sort of an observance while you're cleaning yourself. Sure. Uh, that is a hey. twenty-three. That thing zoomed on the board. <laughs> yeah, you did that. that, that, that one. <laughs> tilt, tilt, tilt. <laughs> um. So with the 23, uh, I mean, short of like casting magic yourself to sort of like dig into something, you're not really able to give yourself a yes or no as to whether or not this creature is itself innately magical. Uh, but you do come to the conclusion that it's definitely an aberration. It's definitely something that is not normal here in the material plane. Anything beyond that, though, just seems a bit too over your head for the current moment. Um, as you kind of finish making this conclusion, you kind of look up to tell everybody the door to the shop opens. 
and in uh, you see step a human with the garb of the town's guard. No weapons drawn. He seems very calm. He's an older gentleman, grizzled beard, uh, a very tired face. And he goes, ah, oh, there you are. He turns and he says, Corporal, I'll be in here. Keep everything clean down there. He steps inside, looks down at the creature, and he goes, that's disgusting. And slowly looks at the four of you as you're all just kind of sitting there staring at him like, oh, fuck, what's happening? Now Theron with an arm up his shirt, like, uh... I, I think Theron is just done at this point he, he's honestly like not concerned he was concerned at first seeing the guy and now he's just like well <laughs> this is that i mean he's here. So I'm still <laughs> sawing away on the claw he he definitely agrees that it is fucking <laughs> disgusting <laughs> it's third you hear there on mumble a little all right i'm like well, wasn't me <laughs> he kind of he kind of slowly squats and then sits on the floor next to the four of you or kind of across from the four of you to where you can he can see all four of you ignoring the fact that you ran away we talked to everybody else down there talked to mr lepic and i'm told we're actually to thank you for disposing of this creature oh i wish it were disposed of well Temporarily I'm dispatched. <laughs> I'm Sergeant Rio. I'm told you're the drifters that have recently come into our town. Yes. Well, you have my thanks for ending the life of a dangerous creature protecting our citizens. And while I would ordinarily try and compensate you, now... I cannot ignore the fact that you ran away from our guards. In in my defense, you wanted our weapon. We were outnumbered. We were fighting this creature. I was scared. I, I think a fair trade is just to not be taken in. I think I think that's a wonderful, wonderful trade. Oh, I wholly agree, Sir Tiefling. However, my hands are tied. I offer you this proposal, however. We will keep the four of you separate, only for a night. You may keep all your belongings, weapons included, as long as you agree to just calmly cooperate. In the morning, we'll let you go. No harm, no foul. The citizens who were aware of what you have done would be quite upset with us for doing this. And Unfortunately for you, some of them saw you heading this direction, and we just sort of checked every building until we found you. <laughs> that's the reason. He kind of smirks a little bit, and he goes, that's kind of the reason we took so long to get here in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you get, the, you get the, um, the feeling that this is that, like, that seasoned cop that has tenure, so he doesn't really care what people think of him, but he still does his job, and he does it well. Uh, sounds amenable to me. 
And he goes, but the citizens, he gestures at you as you say that, the citizens who aren't aware of what you have done simply know that something was killed in their neighborhood. And unfortunately, some of them have seen the four of you. This way, we keep panic to a minimum. We inform them we're investigating in the morning. We tell them an investigation yielded the four of you are not to blame. That way, they feel calm, knowing we did our job. And the four of you get a good night's sleep, knowing you've done a good deed. And while I can't pay you for it, there will be no repercussions for what you have done. And then Not he looks at you. Question. You go ahead. Uh, the question that I have is, uh, what happens to the body? My men will take it. <laughs> possibly dissect it, find out what it is, and then dispose of it. Can Excuse me, I can't stop sneezing. Can you let us know what it is after, after you guys find out, though? He looks at Adonis after you ask that question, and he goes, My men are concerned about their safety and the safety of their citizens. That's why you would have had to surrender your weapons, but yes. And then he looks at you, Cloak. As a thank you, a personal thank you from me, I can inform you as to what this is if we figure it out. Okay. I appreciate that. Now then, he stands up slowly, because, you know, he's old. Uh, we'll get those wounds tended to. And just for appearance's sake, he reaches into onto his belt, pulls out a set of manacles. Who wants to go first? Kind of like, you know, elbow uh, cloak. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. <laughs> Fine, I'll go. <laughs> stop with the carving at the claw. <laughs> you stop, pull the dagger away. You've made, like, a paper cut depth. And he goes, don't worry. As I said, this is for appearances. I'm not going to tighten them. You're not actually under arrest. Just we need to prevent panic, and this is the best way to do it. Well, I'm used to this position. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm after him. I go next. As you guys get manacled up, you look over, and Octonos has just kind of been standing in the doorway with another bowl of water. It's watching this whole thing unfold with a shocked expression on his face like uh <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> sergeant actinos don't worry my friend appearances you know how it is they'll be back before you know it he just kind of nods and then backs up into the back room <laughs> Thanks little, for the gig, Octanos. When I was a little younger, <laughs> he and I didn't always get along. I see small town things. Bad gas travels fast. Small town. So as the four of you are led away in manacles, uh, we are going to go ahead and take a five-minute break for bathroom and drink and beverage and snack and Morning comes. 
you guys have received the benefits of a long rest. And so HP is full, spell slots are back. Um, okay. Theron, remind me, do you commit your spells to memory or do you prepare your spells? Uh, they are prepped. Okay, so long rest, you can prepare new spells if you desire. Um, I believe it's intelligence modifier plus artificer level. Uh, yeah, I've got the I've got the number here, but so if you um, want to unprepare some, reprepare more, you could do that. Um, okay. You guys have had you know a good night's sleep. It was nice. Your wounds got tended to. Everything's fine. Uh, cell opens and some you know young private maybe opens it up and he goes alright uh, Sergeant Rio said let you guys go so you three are free to go now I'm gonna look around and see what <laughs> who's here I guess there's three of us yeah, which three Theron. are Theron. Theron, you look. You see yourself. You see Penelope. And you see Adonis. <laughs> they abducted the child. <laughs> um, we seem to be uh, down a number. Me like our half. The child that was with us. <laughs> the 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 guard looks at you and he just goes, "I'm sorry, I wasn't here when you were brought in. I was just told to come open the cell." Do I recognize him? Uh, like, can I roll inside? I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Am I in uh, like, the I, cell? I have with no them? reason not to trust him, but I yeah, I just want to make sure. Uh, I got a seven. You don't recognize him. I can give you that solid answer. You have never seen this person before. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have no reason to suspect him anyway. Um, You're just kind of like, all right, yeah, he was just sent down here to open the door. Where am I then? <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. So do we walk past like other cells or anything or any guards on our way out? couple cells uh it's one of those old school jails where the uh, the the bullpen as it were and a couple of cells are all in the same big area uh so you can see you know where sergeant rio is oh we see him you can see him yes is he doing work or something like desk work? Yes. Does he watch us as we leave? He's focused on his work. Okay. Aaron, before um, came into uh, we came to the cells. Did you stop by anywhere else, Oops. like to get tended to? Uh, no, no, we got a long rest, and therefore everything is everything heals up. <laughs> and they had somebody come in and treat his wounds. I said earlier. Okay. 
and I have no idea what cloak is. Cloak. Yes. You wake up stripped of your armor, stripped of your weapons, stripped of everything except a t-shirt and your underwear. Yay. You find yourself in a very small, very dark um, something. You, you know, touch it, feel it, try and see what exactly it is. It feels like a potato sack. <laughs> well then. <laughs> And as you're kind of like, it's a fucking potato sack. You hear, oh, look, he's awake. Now, you idiot, he's not awake. He's just moving around like he's been doing all night. What? I'm telling you, look at the way he's moving. He's awake. I'm telling you, he's not awake. Hey, are you awake, you little small fry? Small yeah, where am I? Why? I feel like I'm in a bag of some sort. Uh, yeah, we put Why? you in a potato sack because I said you look kind of like a potato. We had you in a bag earlier, but then I said you looked like a potato, and so we threw you in a potato sack because it was funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny, wasn't it? I thought so. It was a good idea on a potato sack. Well, you're the one who said he looked like a potato, so. Can I get stuff. out? Oh, no, not at all. So you're going to be stuck in there for a while. We, uh, we've been... Uh, we've been, don't tell him, you idiot. Why, why can't I tell him? He's in the sack. You know, we're going we're gonna to head on out and we're going to get paid. You know, if I was in a potato sack, I'd want to know why. Well, yeah, well, you're dumb, ain't you? If I was dumb, I wouldn't have been able to go and get him, now, wouldn't I? Is I guess, like, the top of it is, like, very tightly, like... You kind of try to poke a finger up through it. It's, like, tied off. And uh, the more you move around, the more you re realize you're actually swaying. Oh, yay. Can't you guys tell me where I am? Well, I already told you, didn't I? No, he did. Uh, he told you you're in a potato sack. That's right. I told him he's in a potato sack. But where at? I understand I'm in a sack, but where exactly? Oh, in a small abandoned building. Shut up. Why? He don't need to know that. Well, why wouldn't he want to know that? Well, because maybe he's trying to escape. Why would he be trying to escape? He's tied up in a potato sack. At this point, you hear a third voice. A voice that sounds... Somewhat familiar, somewhat not. You're, uh, you blasted idiots. Get out of here. Well, right, sorry, boss. I'm sorry, sorry. And you hear the sound of somebody sitting down in a chair, a little uh, of the chair. Otto. Been a long time since I've seen you. Well, I don't remember seeing you last, and I can't see you now, so... 
That's because last time you saw me, you sunk a knife into my eye. And so I'm making it a point that you can't see me now. And you can't get away. Well, I probably had a very good reason for doing it, then. Care to explain? It's probably it's slipped my memory. <sighs> no, I don't. But what I will tell you is you're about to make me a very, very rich man. I'm taking you home. Bastard. I've been called worse by better. What do they want to... What do they want with me? I get paid to find the people. I don't get paid to ask questions. Can I at least have your name? Sil I silence him. You take a second, you're like, silence him. You hear a quick whooshing sound and some blunt object just collides with your ribs and you feel yourself start swaying hard <laughs> in the air. You essentially just got pinata <laughs> And it certainly knocked the wind out of you and uh, accomplished the goal of silencing you. Bitch. The trio. What are the three of you doing? I go to uh, Sergeant Rio. Knock on his door and be like, excuse me. Last yes. night there was four of us. Now there's three. Do you kinda, have a nowhere cloak? He kind of gets a little concerned on his face. He goes, I don't know which one of you is which one of you is cloak, but what do you mean there's only three of you? Yeah. We're we're a party of four. And the child is not with us. So that I was, was wondering if he was brought somewhere else? That was Child, I thought it was a gnome. Yes, he, he was a gnome. Uh, he's not here. What do you mean he's not here? Yes, uh, we got out of ourselves, looked around, and it was just us three. I didn't send for anyone. I gave explicit instructions that the four of you were just to be left alone and released in the morning. And do you happen to know the guards that um, escorted us to uh, their cell? Well, yes. Well, of course I know him. He's me. Do you yeah. not remember? I do, but it doesn't make sense. Well, I went home for the night after I put the four of you in the cell. And I had the only key. We we take the keys to the cells when we put people in there. That way there's no, oh, well, he said I could go, and people get let go because they take advantage of the new people. Hmm. Troubling. It is, very. So, 
He was taken while all the four of us were in the cell. And we didn't notice. Could a lock be picked? There's one thing I've learned being on the beat as long as I have any lock can be picked. But somebody would have been seen. No, this is a round-the-clock job. Not always the same people, mind you, but there's always somebody on guard duty. Small town. The Emperor doesn't come around much to the outside. Some people looking for extra money. I'm sure bribery is on the menu for some of the younger gentlemen trying to make it. Shouldn't be. Bribery is punishable by death. Many well, offenses are punishable by death around here. Unfortunately, death could be on the menu for our friend if we don't find him. Oh no, I'll begin asking around, trying to figure out what happened. We appreciate your efforts. Uh, while they're talking, could I look around and see if I see anything? Yeah, go ahead and roll an investigation check. That's funny. So you, while they're talking to Sergeant Rio, you go back to the the young the young guard who let you out of the cell, and you ask to go back and have a look at it real quick. And he's just kind of like, okay, and takes you back there. So you begin to look around. You're checking every nook and cranny. You're looking at the sleeping areas. You're looking at the little small window with the bars. You know, you're even looking at the lock on the gate, on uh, the cell door, trying to just figure out, like, what could have happened. You're, you're in there for a while, and you kind of come up with nothing that really stands out to you. It's, you're real confused, because while Cloak is, you know, the type of person who can pick the lock or try to leave on his own if he wanted to, you're... You know he didn't, because he was there when you began your meditation, and uh, he was sleeping, and then nobody came and went as long as you were awake. So, and don't really see anything that kind of can can I assist her? She's doing this while you and Adonis are talking to Sergeant okay. Rio. Okay. Okay. Uh, the guy that let me there, could I talk to him? Yeah, he's still there with you because he had to okay. take the key to let you in. Uh, do you know who was on guard for the assassinate? That was me, ma'am. Did you see anything? Any anything like like what? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we're missing a friend. He uh, seemed to have been taken, possibly, or just missing. I didn't see anybody leave if he tried to sneak out or anything, if that's what you're asking. Nobody came mm -hmm. in. We don't don't typically allow visitors during the night shift. 
you know, most people are sleeping, especially the ones in here. And if they're not sleeping, they're well. And he gestures to some of the other ones who seem a bit more angry and crazed. You know, some of the ones that you recall were being rowdy and rambunctious all night. And he says, but no, I didn't see anybody come or come or go. Can I go as the rowdy ones? <laughs> you can certainly try. Okay. Uh, so I'll approach the closest one, I guess. But still at a distance, because uh, Penelope would be definitely scared of him. All right. Uh, hello? A couple of them turn and stare at you. I, um, I don't mean to bother. Do you, uh, know if a, a, a young a gnome in a short cloak happened to have been around passing by or left? They all keep kind of staring at you for a little bit. One of them steps forward up to the the cell and kind of grabs the bars and stares at you for a second, this crazed look in his eyes. And you're like, okay, like, are you going to say something? Or and he opens his mouth and you're like, yes. And then he spits on you. Uh, I clean it off and uh, just kind of <laughs> and I decide to walk away and back to the group so you walk away as you do stop and you look back at your hand that you just cast press the digitation with You go back to the cell that you guys were in and you walk in you hear the guard behind you kind of mutter under his breath like, come on, we'll go home. And you're just kind of standing there staring at the wall under the window. And you kind of wiggle your fingers a little bit. You hold your hand out, close your eyes, and you think, you focus, and you concentrate. Give me an arcana check. 20 on an investigation is very good. Just didn't see anything at the time. Okay. So the reason you, just to make it clear that I'm not cutsceneing you and taking control of the character, this is part of the investigation. You just had to have something gotcha. trigger your thought process. So with a 15 on an Arcana, kind of hold your hand out. And you don't touch the wall, but like right up next to it, about maybe nine inches away from the wall, you see the faintest spark off of your finger. 
And it's like a kind of purple bluish in color, an arcane spark. And as you pull your hand back and you kind of like, that's interesting. <laughs> it's not enough for you to tell what exactly could have happened, but you think you have an idea of at least how exactly Cloak went missing. Okay. Um, could I use message and send it to the other two so that they could come rather than have to call them all the way over there? Uh, message is a cantrip, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, so you just kind of point in their direction. What is your message? Uh, come back to the cell. I found something. So as the two of you, Adonis and Theron, are talking with Sergeant Rio, kind of wrapping up your conversation, you hear Penelope's voice ping in your head, said, come back to the cell. I think I found something. Nah. Okay. There are you some movement, yes. Some movement on the case. Uh, good sir, we're going back to the cell for some investigative journalism, so to speak. Yes, uh, Sergeant, a friend has... Well, she found something. Would It would be nice for you to come. And see it. Certainly. He gets up, comes with, and you know, grabs his weapon, puts it on his belt, heads over with you. Cloak. Um, you definitely feel like you have a cracked rib. Yay. It's difficult to breathe. Uh, you're a little bloody. And you hear for like the twelfth time again. And you're hit again. Met with the two yuckos <laughs> laughing as they continue to beat you in this bag. Wait, isn't this bad? What if he dies in there? He won't die in there. We were paid to bring him back alive, not in one piece. I don't know. I feel like I'm about to die. One more swing might do it. Oh, Otto. It won't. Give me a, let me see if there's a skill that matches what I'm looking for here. Give me a history check. History. Boy. We're going to call this a person, a personal history <laughs> check. Yeah, you got, no. you got. A nut one. So he says, no. do you remember me now? To, with, to which you respond with a quick spit-up of blood and go, I don't even know who I am. <laughs> what is life? <laughs> you hear the singing of a blade being drawn from a sheath. And all of a sudden... You are falling. Oh. 
Oh, boy. You hit the ground. Uh, you are down to one hit point. Oh, man. <laughs> and the bag falls open around you. And standing over you, you see two human-looking half-orcs that appear to be twins. And a half-elf. The half-orcs, you're just like, <laughs> green. <laughs> the half-elf, <laughs> however, as you see him, um, you feel some blood start to rush back into your head. You recognize the short red hair. It's kind of parted in the middle. The red beard. The scarred eye that's closed. And you realize, oh, I remember this guy now. This is Damask, a half-elf you used to run with, run some schemes with, steal some stuff with. And uh, eventually, you two had a falling out that unfortunately ended with you stabbing him in the eye and running away. As he stands over you, a short uh, simtar in his hand that he sheathes back, he crosses his arm and looks down at you. Anything now? Oh, you again. Why must you come back to me? Because your parents are paying me a fortune to bring you back. With what money? What money? You honestly don't remember anything about your family? At all. Sometimes I choose not to. Especially right now with how much you just beat me. I don't think I remember anything. He kind of motions his head towards one of the half-orcs who grabs you by the scruff of your shirt. And tosses you into the wall to where you kind of sit up against it. Not enough to knock you out, though, unfortunately. Whew. It's all this necessary. According to your parents, no. But for me, absolutely. Your parents got rid of you because they were cut off from your clan. You see, am I enjoying this too much? I think I am. Your mother is not a knackle, disgusting name. Your father married down. And in getting rid of you, he then only had to get rid of her. Now he has. So he paid me. He paid me to exterminate your clan. 
I only got about halfway through, though. Before they decided, okay, he's in charge. Oh, where are my manners? You must be wondering how I found your family. Simple. I went to them. And I said, I know where you are. And they welcomed me with open arms, and more importantly, an open checkbook. After most of your clan died and your father took over, he took your mother back. Excuse me. Against her will. Apparently she doesn't like being with a psychopathic murderer. Even though he wasn't the one doing the murdering. But she said she could look past it all if she got her baby back. And so they said, you know where he is. And I said, of course. And if I don't, I can find him. 6,000 gold is waiting for me to bring you back. And I'm going to, at my own pace. He leans down to where you can, so close to you that you could smell a little alcohol on his breath. And he goes, maybe I'll take an eye. Maybe I'll take both. I'm sure if you hurt me, they would reduce what they would pay, though. Oh, they won't have a choice. They're going to pay me, or I'm going to kill you in front of them. Better yet, maybe I'll kill them. I don't know, what would hurt you more? Nothing at this point. Hmm. Well, maybe I'm lying. How about that? Does that sting? Coming from you, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Good, you remember. He nods towards one of the other of the twins who jams something in your mouth. You feel this liquid start to pour down your throat. as you look down at it, you realize, oh, this is a healing potion. You could feel your rib kind of start to mend. You can breathe a little bit better. Your, your swollen eye begins to open a little bit. And as he pulls it back, you kind of realize all at the last second, oh, that's not good. As the baseball bat comes <laughs> down again. No. They want you back because you're their property turned your back on them and they're disgusted that's and why would I that's right that's all they cared about truth always does hurt more maybe I should start telling it well break his legs before you have a chance to really react They drop a very heavy rock on your legs. You feel your shins just splinter and shatter. 
Yay. <laughs> Luckily, you're in so much pain at the moment that it just kind of is like, oh, okay. <laughs> Add that to the list. Theron, Adonis, two of you make it into the cell. And Penelope is just standing there, staring at a wall. <laughs> yes, Penelope, what, what is it? Um, there's magic in this wall. I go ahead and kind of show them the spark again. She extends her hand. We lost something. I, uh, oh, uh, I cast detect magic and I'm not going to waste the time. Uh, well, do I want to waste the time? No. I'm not going to waste the time uh, <laughs> casting as a ritual. I'm actually just going to cast it so that it's immediate. All right. So you... Can you move Salmon? Oh, never mind. Zen Music is back. Lamal. <laughs> Imagine. Hey. Sorry, Sam. Sweet. We got it. Don't worry about it, Sam. We're good. <laughs> okay yeah so I, I i cast detect magic um so for the duration i sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of me if i sense magic in this way i can use an action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic and i can learn the school of magic if any uh, can penetrate most barriers blocked by one foot of stone one inch of common metal thin sheet of lead or three feet of wood and or dirt all right so you close your eyes speak in uh your arcane casting language real quick when you open your eyes you see just this quick pulse as you begin to detect magic in the area. The, you don't sense anything immediately outside of Penelope and a couple of the inmates behind you. Uh, but as you concentrate, you do feel there's something right in front of you, just like Penelope said, you know, not necessarily the wall itself, but just, kind of away from it slightly. So you kind of zero in on that spot, staring at it, and you don't see any sort of aura around, you know, the wall doesn't get any sort of aura, uh, and there's no creatures or objects in the area, but you could tell that there was conjuration magic within the past eight hours in this spot right in front of you. And as you focus on it a bit more, you, um, you know, as the spell starts to fade, you could see just very faintly a thin, like, razor wire line of arcane magic from the spot in front of you that leads out the window. I mean, the spell does last 10 <laughs> minutes long, but okay, so there's. Uh, oh, sh I missed that part. Sorry. So, what kind of magic kind of leads Con out the. Conjuration uh, and it and it kind of 
Yeah, it kind of leads out. So it doesn't fade away, then you can just see it. It leads out. I see conjuration magic was used, and it seems to lead out the window. Could we trace it or track it from its source? I mean, I have... I could see 30 feet away for the next 10 minutes, so if we scurry, perhaps we can see it for a little while. You best be going, then. Uh, so the sergeant actually followed us because yep. uh, he asked. So I, I assume he kind of heard that explanation and yeah. was interested. So he goes, well, you say you can see something. I can take you around to where that window is. Maybe you'll see something there. Let's go. He looks at the the young guard who's just been standing there holding the door open this whole time, and he goes, "Go home." Finally, poor <laughs> guy. So he begins to lead you around, out and around the building to get to that section of the window. Uh, cloak. You're sitting there, just like, "Fuck, this hurts." And your mind eventually begins to travel away from the physical pain, and it begins to zero in more on, um, you know, the emotional side of the pain, thinking about the parents who are trying to apparently take you back because your property, you don't get to leave. It's begins the snowball effect of negative emotions eventually you begin to think about how much you don't want to go back you know how much as tough as living on the street all these years has been you were actually pretty happy because you got to live your life your own way you know you think property and not living as property not not having someone else dictate your life so you just start i'm not going back i don't want to go back why would i want to go back i'm not going back and theron as you get outside to the window, you you can see the razor wire kind of ends just outside the window. So it seems whatever this conjuration magic was allowed somebody to go from point A to point B through the wall and back. And so you're thinking, uh, you know, this might be how they got him, but what now? Go ahead and roll me a... Your... Go ahead and roll me an intelligence check. Oh, just straight up intelligence. Okay. Straight up intelligence. Let us see. Yo. I got a 18. An 18. And we're going to passively add on your proficiency bonus to give you an unnatural 20 because this is a spell casting check. Ah. Cloak. Hi. 
I want you to roll me a roll me a d6. Uh, okay. How would I do that? In where? The dice symbol. Ah, gotcha. This game hates me. <laughs> is that two ones? <laughs> In a row. Oh, no. Solid. Okay. It's using his hand. So as you're sitting there your mind racing, you know, you close your eyes and you're just like, I'm not going back, I'm not going back, I'm not going back, I'm not going back. You open your eyes and you begin to look around. You're like, okay, I'm not going back. So you begin to take in your surroundings, kind of look over at the three, the three individuals over, you know, the other end of the room, just sitting there, the half elf kind of just watching the half orcs yuck it up. Just like, you're both idiots. As you look outside, you can see, you know, out a couple of windows here and there. You kind of gather the surroundings of your outside. Uh, you, oh, okay, here we go. Do, 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 hang on. I'm looking for one thing. I'm so pissed. I rolled two ones in a row. <laughs> You don't know that that was a bad thing. Okay, fair. Okay, you got me there. I want Theron and Cloak to just roll me d20s. Um, no modifiers. All right. Just a straight up d20. I got you. I got a 15. A 19. <laughs> So as you're taking in your surroundings, Cloak, um, Theron, all of a sudden you just hear Cloak's voice say in your mind, I'm not going back. And you get these quick flashes of different parts of the city. Parts of a building, a flash of three humanoids sitting around talking, a flash of Cloak's legs flattened, shattered, a flash of Cloak's hands bloodied. They just, they come and go rapid fire. And as you kind of close your eyes and you're like, wait a minute, what what is this? What is this? Uh, you open your eyes again. And all of a sudden there's this sparkling trail on the ground that looks like your ordinary purple blue arcane except there's uh sort of like a light pink mist around it the whole thing is very small very faint but it's on the ground and it seems to be like a winding trail gang swiftly follow me sergeant come with me i had a vision 
I follow it. I run. He takes off. Yeah. Either way. You know, Adonis, Penelope, you two follow, I'm assuming. Yeah. So you you guys are oh going I do along. say I guess I do say uh he's been kidnapped and I saw the captors and I have like I I see them. Did you see how many there were? Three. All right, let me know if we're close or if you think we're getting close. So you guys are running along, Sergeant. You know he's a little older; he can't run <laughs> as good, but he's keeping up. Uh, Penelope kind of nudges you kind of oh, slaps oh, you wait. a little bit as you guys are running and he's like he just say he had a vision does this happen often never <laughs> uh <laughs> this is the first time can i roughly i know it was just a brief flash but can i kind of describe the buildings to them and maybe the the guard can call other guards there along the way or something um you're gonna have to give me Give me another intelligence check for that, because okay. just the quick seeing it was one thing. The recalling the details of it's going to be something else. Yeah, sure. So for intelligence or perception. Uh, okay, that's only a seven. <laughs> You're like, it's a building. It's big. It's got yeah. windows. Big building, yeah. windows. <laughs> a, lot of, trail. a lot of vague descriptions, but your <laughs> your mind's not on your visions anymore you're following that trail and you're just like my friend something is up i gotta get to him yeah um Ooh. yes Ooh. question mark <laughs> i have a plan for when we get there or for when we get outside the building run and talk run and talk what's your plan i mean we haven't gotten there yet <laughs> uh, I, I'm not telling them. I like this is this is me out of character voice. Oh, so. uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're running along, you're fucking going. Your brain's racing. You're like, there's something here. There's something at the end of this trail. And cloak, as you you know, you're sitting back. It's like I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. You open your eyes, you look down at the three, your three captors who are just all kind of sitting there, still yucking it up. You look down at your hands, and in each hand, you have this pink spectral dagger that seems to be rippling with energy. You just kind of stare at them for a second before you look back up at your captors. You just grip the handles of these daggers a bit tighter. And that's where we end tonight's session. <laughs>